Huh. Wrestling's on. Remember how crazy this was when we were kids? <laughs> yeah, like that time Stone Cold drove a beer truck down the ramp and sprayed the authority with Cole's light from a fire hose? Yeah, or the time Undertaker threw mankind off the top cage and threw an announcer's table. Damn, wrestling was crazy back then. Wanna give it another shot 15 years later? Oh, hell yeah! Hey, Jory, do you have any tables or ladders or chairs in your house? Uh, I have. I don't have a ladder. Mm, I think. I think I have do like you, three Cameron? of them. I have three. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we could put on a good tables, ladders, and chairs match. Yeah, it was on December sixteenth. That's a Sunday. Tables, ladders, chairs. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it great that they ended the year with the most embarrassing thing? Like, yeah. And it, it's, it's just like a little bit worse than the extreme rules, which is then like Charlotte going, ah, yeah, that is crash, <laughs> bang. That was embarrassing. I remember when, when I was up there visiting and we watched the pay-per-view, I think the end, the takeover before that with a large group of people or some pay-per-view before that with a large group it, of people. Yeah, and it, it came was probably on. the takeover before Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. And they and they showed that ad. And I just remember being like, oh, my God. They no hate one's going to like wrestling. Yeah, they hate it. <laughs> I hate it now. Uh, yeah, if we had a tables, ladders, and chairs match, it would just be like one of us sitting on a chair and the other one sitting on a ladder while playing a SNES classic. Well, together. it'd be... It, it would be uh, it'd be a switch in tabletop mode on the table, and we'd be playing like Smash or like Mario Hell Kart yeah. or something. Hell yeah, use the table or Mario Three through the Nintendo Online subscription service. Thank you. This is not a paid o- advertisement. Only nineteen ninety nine a year or twenty nine ninety nine a year for the family plan, which lets you hold up to eight people. That's such a good deal. With games like. Uh, the Nintendo wrestling game is on there, right? That's a I'm fun game. Sure. That's a fun game. <laughs> yeah. When is, when is Vince going to sign Starman? Yeah. Or, um, fuck, I don't remember. Crocodile Man. I don't know his name. <laughs> the weird crocodile Star- guy. <coughs> Starman is the only one I can remember, and I have him downloaded on 2K. But. <laughs> That's cool. En- enough product shilling. Um, it was big, big, big old week. Yep. We not, got, just, not just pay-per-view, but some changes were made. We got TLC, and then on Monday, Mr. McMahon was there to shake things up. In my which city. They, which they announced, like, five minutes before the pay-per-view ended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, I don't know. I just assumed going into it, like, oh, he's just coming to to announce a new general manager, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> But it was not but that. It was something much more. But be- before Raw, there was a whole pay-per-view the day before. Whole 12 the matches. tables and ladders and chairs. There's 12? Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. December 16th. When I remember December. during the pre-show when they said, like, 12 matches, I was like, what the fuck? How are they going to do this? Well, you have to start with the, with the pre-show, like you said. There's two matches there, so let's do those two, <laughs> which were not very long. No. First one was was uh, the Cruiserweight Championship match, Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy. When What I assume is supposed to be Cedric's, like, rematch? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, Buddy Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I don't even know if I watched the 205 Live before this. I often, like, forget about 205 Live for some weird reason, because I'm, like, the only person in the universe <laughs> that watches it on the network. <laughs> but I'll forget about it and then like watch a bunch of it over like just in the one day, just like binge watch like two three weeks. <laughs> so I knew this was happening though because this was announced like, a couple weeks before the pay per view, and this went out about as I expected it to. It was it was a great cruiserweight match. Having them on the pre show doesn't give them a whole lot of time. If you want good cruiserweight matches, you got to watch Two Hundred Five Live because it's an hour long show. <laughs> There's only ever two matches, so each match is twenty minutes long. Uh, but this match, let's talk about this one in particular. Uh, <laughs> any spots or anything from this? Uh, I, there's maybe one thing that I have, which is the lumbar check being, the mystique of the lumbar check being ruined. Because Buddy Murphy has kicked out of it a bunch now. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up, is that the lumbar check does, Buddy Murphy is the only man who can survive the lumbar check. Which is, that that's that's a good way to set up that uh, Cedric's not getting the cruiserweight title back for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's someone else's turn. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Cedric Alexander had an undefeated year this year until <laughs> October. I think yeah. he went from like November of last year to Super Showdown I, without losing. Yeah, I think I think he was probably in line to take the belt off of Enzo anyway, and yeah. then Enzo got released from the company. So <laughs> he definitely was. He definitely was the next guy up um, after Kalisto. Mur- Murphy's finisher has a really good name. Okay, buddy, Murphy's Law. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. can't stop. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it does, and it's a really cool move. Uh, it's it's real believable in taking someone out like Cedric Alexander. Yeah. And he hit him with it. And then he got the three count. And he's still the cruiserweight champion. And Cedric Alexander and, goes to the back of the line, probably. And then people uh, go, sitting down with their beer and hot dogs looked up because they heard a bell ring and thought, oh, hey, it's the match. But the match was over because they yeah. were standing in line for food. Yeah. So... That's that's pretty much the legacy of the cruiserweight division since it started a couple of years ago, I'm sure. Just what's this? I don't know. Who's that guy? I don't I have no idea. You wanna go get beer? Uh looking at Mustafa Ali doing like a oh five four off the top rope out of the ring through a table. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, probably. I don't know this guy. <laughs> this isn't Stone Cold. <laughs> he could teach these guys a lesson. Uh, the, the, yeah i think things will be looking up for 205 live suit unless the plan is to dissolve it i i was thinking about this recently and we'll definitely get to that when we talk about smackdown probably but i couldn't see why they would you know it doesn't cost them anything it basically just replaced superstars you know 
They do main yeah. event before Raw. They do two of five live before SmackDown. It's not too. Yeah. Give, too give SmackDown uh, people who buy SmackDown tickets all th- their money's worth. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Two of five live being before SmackDown makes it way more enticing to go to than Raw. The it's a uh, yeah, and also um, imagine buying tickets for one show and. I imagine they're the same price, and it's uh, the same price, but you only get two hours of wrestling instead of, like, three and a half. Yeah. I bet they are the same price. Do, well, do, you, do, <laughs> do you want to talk about the other pre-show match? Sure. It was, um, it was the, uh, it was the Vince Russo special. The, uh... The guitar hanging above the ring, and the, the the winner. It's not when you use the guitar; it's when you uh, retrieve the guitar. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the thing that differentiates between this a ladder match and an on a pole match is when it's a ladder match, whoever retrieves the object wins. But when it's an on a pole match, you retrieve the object and you pretty much win because you have a weapon. Yeah. Like that taser on a pole match we watched. Yeah, that was that was wild. <laughs> Not as wild as Viagra on a pole. <laughs> Nothing yeah. will top that. Maybe someday we'll get that. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll have we'll get like they'll bring out Ric Flair and Hogan to have one more showdown, but it'll be like, uh. Like hip medication on a pole match or something. Hip oint some an ointment on a pole match because they both have creaky joints and need ointment. Social security check on a pole. (laughs) AARP card on a pole. Do you get it? They're old. Old. They're they're so old. Also, Hogan would kill Ric Flair in 2018. Yeah, Hogan's huge, and Flair is like. Mr. Smithers. Or uh Mr. Burns. Smithers is his part yeah. What do I know about the Simpsons? This is a wrestling podcast. I'm an idiot. Let's t- let's talk about how quick this was, I guess. This was maybe like five minutes. Yeah. Almost felt like I should have just taken it off the card. Yeah, because it also didn't do anything. Uh El- Elias got the guitar. Um from the thing above the ring and then leo rush distracted him which allowed uh bobby lashley to take the guitar and then hit him with it so it's exactly what happened the monday before this so i'm not sure why this happened again and well the only thing that's noteworthy is uh leo rush got to give a frog splash he does a beautiful frog splash she should have been doing weeks ago on Elias. <laughs> Every time they would beat him up, I'd be like, frog splash him. Frog splash him. And it would never happen. But now, they saved it for the pay-per-view. Yeah. And Leo Rush, like you said, beautiful. It is a world-class frog splash. I don't know if it's because he's so short. It looks more impressive. But man, he gets some height on that. Yeah, he does. Maybe <laughs> anything looks like height because he's 5'5". Five five. I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know how tall he is. That was just a guess. But he probably weighs a he probably weighs a lot more than two hundred five pounds because he's a twenty four year old piece of gold and yeah. gold is a really heavy metal. 
Yeah, five five piece of gold. That's like, that's a lot. That's gonna be like eight nine hundred pounds. Yeah, at least. Yeah. <laughs> and then, also, Lashley did his favorite pose. Yeah, my favorite pose I was, too. I was hoping he'd do it at the top of a ladder. That would be really funny. Yeah. He's like standing at the top of the ladder and did his favorite pose. Yeah. His butt cheeks. I, it doesn't. It gets better. <laughs> Yeah, because it has such like a slow build up. Because Rush is like, show him, show, the, come on, man, show him those biceps. And he like flexes his biceps. Mm-hmm. Now, now show, now show him those quads. He's like, yeah. It's like now show him your favorite pose. <laughs> and he uh, was it because we got to see it twice this week. Was it at TLC or the Raw after where he licked the tips of his Dominator pose fingers and? Sp- slapped both cheeks i think oh my god i can't remember which night it was but i know what you're talking about i can't i can't remember god damn it it's it's like it's extra funny because this doesn't seem like it'd be something non-kayfabe bobby lashley would do (laughs) yeah yeah it doesn't it seems like something when he does he's like i don't want to do this But it feels maybe like he's having a little bit more fun with it recently. Because of how much Michael Cole and Renee complain about it, I want him to do his favorite pose next to the announcer's table one day. Just right there. Just, just. But I was like, hey, big man, since Michael Cole likes your pose so much, why don't you give him an up-close and personal view? And he just goes over <laughs> and he's like posing. He like stands on top of the announcer's table and does it. <laughs> That'd be, we need more of the favorite i want the favorite pose and he turns the universal title around so you can be the see the big red w while he's doing it. <laughs> over is it over his glutes glutes yeah renee's very pg about that he has fantastic glutes but we don't need to see that <laughs> yeah. Dane's in the back like crushing a water bottle <laughs> <laughs> yeah poor Elias won, but he he also lost. That's... He didn't. Really, yeah, he kind of won. <laughs> he but... face won. So when do you think they're gonna end this feud? Um, probably before Royal Rumble, or I think it might be just squashed at Royal Rumble because these are both guys that are definitely gonna be involved in the match. Mm-hmm. So... The Rumble is a good is a good time to reset, you know. Yeah, because it's, it's the beginning of the road. The road to yeah. what you might ask the the road to uh the wizard of oz no the road to wrestlemania <laughs> the dummy. road to slammiversary yeah the road to slammiversary the oh, road to be. the road to wrestle kingdom wait wrestle kingdom's like a month like three weeks before yeah, Russell, as of time of this recording wrestle king wrestle kingdom's like two and a half weeks away oh we, we should probably talk about that please don't kill us vince and triple h yeah yeah we should probably find a way to watch wrestle kingdom and talk about it <laughs> that would be exciting so after the pre-show matches that everyone was getting their beers for during, we got the finals th- of the mixed match challenge. A third you, pre-show match. But yeah, this one should have been the pre- a pre-show match. But you're probably thinking, "Damn, I haven't kept up with mixed match challenge," and we didn't either. So who's in the finals? It's probably Finn Balor and Bailey against The Miz and Asuka, or AJ Styles and Charlotte Flair against Finn Balor and Bailey, because or Braun Strowman and Ember Moon. Yeah, that's that's what you think, right? Yeah, that's no, what we thought too. No, fuck you, you stupid idiot asshole. You're, you're it's our truth and Carmella so against dumb. Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. 
Yeah. It's um an abusive relationship against dad and his stepdaughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think um our truth is like too uh too like enthusiastic of a stepdad so like he finds out Carmelo likes something like Fortnite and then he comes home with like tons of Fortnite books and like plushies and like he's yeah. learned how to do the dances and then Carmela's f- confused because R-Truth saw her playing it like twice <laughs> yeah she she walks she gets home from school walks through the living room opens her bedroom door and there's an 8 foot llama on her bed and she turns <laughs> around and he's just like yeah like smiling and she's like I didn't my friend plays Fortnite on her phone I don't like this <laughs> And then he's like, we're going to Epic Headquarters. You're going to meet Cliff Lezenski and Todd Sweeney. <laughs> Is Cliffy B back at Epic? No. Darn. I, 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 I slipped because it's been so common in my mind. I forget it's just Sweeney now. I think it's Tim what's, Sweeney, not Todd. My what, what's, what's, the, what's the name of the dance that Thanos was doing during E3 that caused us to cry laughing? Orange Justice. As R-Truth is just doing that dance. <laughs> That's a joke for us. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a joke for us? Yeah. I watched someone tear their ACL doing Orange Justice on, on oh TikTok recently. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> the winner of this match, the winning team, they get the 30th entry spot in their respective Royal Rumble match and a paid vacation to anywhere in the world that they choose. Yeah, I, don't, I don't get the paid vacation. I think it's just for a comedy bit. I think it's just for, like something to do or maybe like some sort of weird shilling information thing like oh here's this place and they get in the kickback from there but when it was revealed where it was going to be it was pretty obvious what it's actually going to be i think i, I think the, the thing i think it is is a, a convenient way to like write them off of tv maybe so that oh yeah we don't so like people forget that they won 30 and someone's like oh no Where's, where's Carmella? I thought, I thought our truth and Carmella were supposed to be in each of their rumbles, in their respective royal rumbles. We got to say it like that. Yep. And then they hear dance break, and then, yeah, yeah. No, I believe that. <laughs> it's a way for them to not be on TV until the thirtieth goes at each royal rumble. Do Do you have anything specific about about this? This match that you want to talk about? Alicia Fox has never hit a scissor kick in her life, I don't think. <laughs> and uh, we got to see Code of Silence. So. And it won the match. That's Yeah, I don't I don't know why they don't let Carmella do that more. It yeah, looks... It's like... It, I would have felt like 2%, like 5% better if she even like attempted to do that at one point against Asuka. <laughs> During her run, yeah, she didn't do it once while she was SmackDown Women's Champion. She didn't even do it once. It was very disappointing. She should have done it to Charlotte or someone. Yeah. Like, she she could have made, like, Naomi tap or something. Yeah. I'm, and, and anybody to just, like, feed to her. Mandy Rose. Just, it's fine. No one will remember yeah. when Mandy Rose is eight-time Women's Champion in a year. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Truth and Carmella were interviewed oh, yeah. after the thing on where they were taking their vacation, and our our truth hyped it up so much. And Carmella was just giddy, like, "Where are we going? We're going to Spain. We're going to, we're going to Rome. Where is it?" And he said they're going on a vacation to Stamford, Connecticut, to visit the WWE headquarters. <laughs> I don't know if anything's gonna come of that, but it was pretty funny. I saw something that they're gonna shoot like promos there or like some kind of vignettes or something yeah the, i that's like some totally fun weird. skits yeah like showing like wow carmella this is the cafeteria at the wwe headquarters <laughs> you think the new day serve pancakes here i don't know truth this oh, is do boring you, <laughs> do you think it'll be like a video for for investors to watch <laughs> i think it will partly be that but also be like some sort of i think it could partly be like some sort of weird like um tour video Mm. and that kind of goes with the thing that happened monday with all the quote changes you know not Mm. that there weren't but i think it it's possible that that could happen but we'll see makes sense them them goofing around the headquarters would be pretty satisfying regardless (laughs) i want uh our truth to like open up a door that says wcw on it and <laughs> he opens up he's like huh looks like they're just burning money in here and he shuts <laughs> it wow people are still chanting Goldberg somewhere in the world cool <laughs> anyway I, did, I didn't know what was going on in the match afterwards yeah I didn't either no one did we, we get this the kinda, performance didn't nah get that weird rule again it's something that I think every time they've done it so far the announcers point out, like commentary points out that uh, someone's doing something wrong. Yeah. That someone, like, oh no, he didn't see the tag. Which in a regular tag team match is like, oh, he, do- he doesn't realize he's going to get fucked up by the other guy. Mm-hmm. But in this it's, oh, because only two people can be tagged. And it doesn't make sense because there's no strategy. The strategy for it then is to like... Stay in the unoccupied corner. Right? Y- y- you would think so, but they don't mention that at all. It's not like that, oh, they're cutting the ring in half so the person can't get the other person to tag. You would think that they'd be like, you want to keep it in that unoccupied corner so the other team can't tag their way into the match, eliminating you from contention for the moment, sending you back to your corner. There's no mention of that. It's just kind of like, this is going to be a mess for 15 minutes. Bear with us. Yeah. <laughs> it it was it was exciting and I think the match would just be better if like we said if there's just three three men in the ring. It's tag team wrestling, so like you can have one person setting up to do something with their partner while the other two guys are fighting or like like how how good would it be if if like uh, Jimmy and Cesaro are like punching each other and they don't notice uh, Kofi going for the tag on Woods and Woods jumps off the top t- turnbuckle for like a tornado DDT and gets Cesaro with that or something. Yeah. No, that would make way more sense. Yeah. Um, but this is the rule we have. And is this like a new rule 
or did they it, just not do like triple threat it, regular tag team matches? It seems new as of like I could totally be wrong. It seems new as of like the last year. Because when I started watching in like August, September of 2017, this is not really something that was going on. So, hmm. yeah, I'm not sure where this is coming from, but. Oh, well, this match, uh, the Usos and the New Day are pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But as will be addressed when we talk about SmackDown, this is kind of what it's been for a while. And um, not just the, the match tag team wrestling. Yeah. So, is there any specific spot you want to talk about from here, or anything you noticed? <laughs> I I just uh, I think I like tag team wrestling the most if they just do tornado tag matches because one Kofi didn't notice the the tag, which is just someone fucked up. Um, if it's one of the performers, it's uh, I don't like blame them for like kind of uh getting mixed up but it was fun to see all the announcers like i don't think kofi realized that someone made the tag kofi's not legal and then um it was just chaos from there with him getting like uh the boom drop getting a trouble in paradise woods getting a massive fucking elbow drop which elbow drops always look great uh, but, um, th- even though Kofi got that, like, amazing senton off the rope, um, Sheamus just kind of broke kicked and, uh, knocked out Woods to win. Yeah. The bar wins lol. Bar wins lol. Hey, it was all of uh early part of the year on uh on Raw and it's all the last part of the year on SmackDown. Bar wins lol. The the thing that like is troublesome with the booking of the bar is they only win when it matters, really. Yeah. They only win I... when they want to be inserted back into a picture or when they have titles. It's like yeah. the titles are on the line. <laughs> like remember like they lost to Titus Worldwide. More than more than once. And they but also when, lost to the fashion police. <laughs> yeah, but when the belt's on the line, nope. They smash. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it almost feels like these are two guys that uh, the people booking the show really like, but don't want to separate them because they they like other people more than these two, huh? I I think the problem is is that they don't want to launch. No one wants to launch like either one of them into singles run, even though they they both should do. I think Cesaro deserves a singles run. Cesaro deserves a world title, but we're in an era where people have those titles for two hundred plus days. Yeah, it's not really fun. What's next is uh me being confused because Baron Corbin's music hit, and I'm like. What the fuck? Why, Why are they doing so this early? already? Hey. Yeah. Me too. And also my dad. We, everyone was just kind of <laughs> like, what? Why is this happening right now? <laughs> and then uh, Braun, then Baron Corbett was like, hey, Heath Slater, do, do, do the count. And he started doing a 10 count. And it almost got to 10. 
and Braun Strowman almost almost got uh, di- disqualified by forfeit. And then we got Braun, and he came out in a sling, which I thought he would. And I was like, "Damn, how's how's he gonna do this in a sling? He he can't he can't do that. There's no way he can running power slam with one arm, and there's no way they're gonna have him choke slam." Braun comes out. I sleep, <laughs> and then he's like, "Hey, guess what?" You're going to get some hands. Not these ones because I can't give you them. But it's there's no disqualifications in a tables, ladders, chairs match. And Paulo Cruz came out and like, damn. Apollo Cruz? Real shit. Paulo Cruz com- comes out with, with, a, with a chair. I'm thinking, damn. Who, 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 who to thunk this? And then. I mean. Who, who's that ringside? It's the brand new Raw Tag Team Champions, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Dad and me. <laughs> uh, Baron Corbin's trying to escape. But what's that? Finn Balor, even though he has a match later tonight, he's sitting there ringside because he showed a little bit of his vigilante justice the, the previous weeks. And then the referee there, he's, I don't, I'm confused. Like, one thing is, aren't TLC matches normally supposed to grab something hanging? Or... Is that just if they decide to have something hanging? Because there think, wasn't one. I think that's it. I definitely think they've done TLC matches in the past that are like, uh, just just use those three things and then pin each other. Or oh, okay. go through a table and then the, you lose. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, he Slater took off his uh, ref shirt revealing that he's not the ref currently. And they all started beating him up. <laughs> and it was glorious it was incredible and then he tried to run away but then Kurt Angle came back and was like ha ha fucker bitch you can't do anything <laughs> and they got him into the ring and uh, <laughs> they they just smashed him with chairs and then all did their finishers on him absolutely all of them yep. <laughs> yeah. absolutely it was all so of good them. Buried. Literally buried. <laughs> Twelve feet under goes Baron Corbin. Rob, Rob being bad was your fault, and we're going to kill you for it. <laughs> it's, it's really good. <laughs> and then <Yeah>. afterwards, <laughs> after Balor did his, his finisher, uh, Broad put his foot on top of Baron, because I guess that counts as a pin. Mm-hmm. And he's later got back into his his uh, referee attire and did a nice count. Yeah. And then it was over. And it was much more satisfying than the match would have been uh, if Braun didn't have to have surgery. Yeah. Or if Braun just came out and running power slammed him and then won. Which... That's, that's what was probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, which is kind of good that this all happened this way because... They did show that Baron Corbin, because of his size, can go toe to toe with Braun Strowman. There were some matches on Raw where, like, yeah, he he didn't just lose to him instantly. He fought him and he put him up yeah. against the ropes a couple times. So, yeah, I think this all worked out. And I'm gonna always defend the Baron Corbin heel GM thing because I thought I think it was executed pretty well, and its payoff was excellent and got some See, this dudes is, this who is really the needed to go over. You get. 
the payoff was even better on Raw, but if we're currently on TLC. After that, we got the uncomfortable match. Um, y- yeah. Uh, it was a decent match. It was a slow match, but I don't think there was anything wrong with it. Uh, y- yeah. Uncomfortable is pretty good. Hey. There was some pre- there was some good stuff in here though with Natalia being literally Superwoman. <laughs> yeah, they they put her over hardcore in this with um with some some crazy stuff that I didn't expect. When you get that three on one thing, it's like okay, the Riot Squad wins, but Natalia was able to break them rusty chains, and she put yeah. an interfering Liv Morgan through a table. Which looks pretty rough. Like that looked Liv, really. Liv Morgan going through that table felt like it felt like she, almost like she was pushing uh, Ruby right out of the way and taking the hit herself. Get down, Mister President. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, it did. And I, I messaged you about it. What it happened, but it was nice to see Ruby Riot like go and check on Liv after that happened. Yeah. Because usually with, like, heel teams like this, where it's, like, a leader and two underlings, they just ignore him. Like, if it was Miz and the Miztourage, they would have just, uh, Miz would have been like, huh, you shouldn't be a weak loser. But yeah. this shows they're, they're actually family. I, I, I agree with that, because it's usually just, like, Baron Corbin looking at someone and being like, ha, okay. Or, you know, that whole, like... You're small and weak. That that Braun and Drew were doing, but she was like, it yeah. really like, it really gets across that like, oh, these three might not ever break up, or these three are straight up like a family, and are, yeah. are going to look after each other, opposed to just like, oh, they're bad guys, and bad guys are always trying to climb their way to the top, even if it means the, uh, even if it's at the expense of their friends. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was good, and then uh, not too long after that, outside of the ring. Uh, Sarah Logan approached her, approached Natalia, and Natalia just picked her up and fucking body slammed her through a table. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, nope. Yeah, she just fucking uh, yeeted her out of there. I'm not lime game, and then just put her. Oh through. my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> yep, it's been a whole, it's been over a year since lime game happened, and I haven't wow. forgotten. Wow, it's been over a year since lime game. Holy shit. Yeah, this is. The right. This is the Riot Squad's first, well, their their uh pay per view appearance after one whole year of being on WWE. Amazing, and deserved. They're pretty. They're a pretty good stable, even though maybe only one of them is great at everything. But the match was pretty much a crawl after that point, with a lot yeah. of a lot was... of struggles of setting up a table between the two of them. <laughs> and and uh storytelling yeah that, that's... Maddie finding the jacket underneath the, the the ring and putting it on yep and um her put putting uh ruby right into a sharpshooter while ruby had to stare at the fat head of jim neidhart yeah that was yeah. good yeah that was like he's standing there in, in his uh the anvil pose just looking at on uh proud of his daughter yeah. Well, well depending it, on who you'd ask. Yeah. <laughs> D- 
despite it maybe not being the most technically sound and well-paced match, its storytelling carried it to be, uh, in my opinion, probably top four out of these 12 matches. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was much more invested in, in this tables match than I was in the ladders match or the chairs match. Or the match after this. <laughs> or the match after the Raw Women's title. Nope, that's not true. Nope, that just that one. It's one, all the ones we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. She found she she found the jacket under the table, and also she found a table table with a Ruby Riot fat head on it, <laughs> which is uh, okay. Yeah, I'll take that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I guess there's not a fathead of Ruby Riot's dad. <laughs> I don't think he's he's not a wrestler, so Yeah, so who who is he? Just get a fathead made of a family picture of like little kid Ruby Riot with her dad. Yeah. Um <laughs> Just like do uh do what they did on this is the only time I'm gonna reference this sitcom because I don't like it a lot. The George Lopez show. Oh yeah. If they do flashbacks, they just have his like regular head on a little kid's body. I was yeah. That's the only thing that's good about the <laughs> yeah. George Lopez they, show. They just Photoshop Ruby Riot's head onto a little girl's body and then yeah. put like a generic dad figure. Yeah. Doing like an been, embarrassing pose. That would have been too goddamn <laughs> silly. Oh my god. <laughs> that would have been perfect. <laughs> and uh, set up a table in the corner for someone to take to get put through it and it was it was scary for a while we didn't know who was gonna make it in there yeah there were a lot of uh a lot of reversals next to that uh next to that table natalia was able to push through using that heart family uh heart and <laughs> put power bomb her through the table and she also uh in celebration she picked up the table and it made me laugh because the table broke like right at the waist of the ruby riot fat head so as the as you saw like an upright ruby riot there's like jiggly thin legs and all like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it was it was the ruby riot fat head part was kind of silly but I think the rest of the match was pretty good Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre in uh, the the (laughs) The Dolph Ziggler sandwich match. I can't believe I'm saying that about these two, but I mean it's they're good performers, uh, but we didn't need this match on the card. It's not even a gimmick match, so it's not like, ooh, what if what if it was like a two out of three match, not like a two out of three falls, but like a ladder's chairs match or like a table's chairs match. Yeah. If- <laughs> Even if there was something better going on with these two, opposed to just kind of like a carryover over, uh, from a from an, a feud that's finished, uh, yeah, it it would be more interesting. But this was definitely just like, hey, McIntyre's in the in the space program. People love Finn Balor. Put them in a match, and here's that match. The big big point of this this match is a uh, D- Dolph Ziggler. Uh, interrupted yeah he came in and he super kicked drew mcintyre yeah he super kicked drew mcintyre and was gonna uh hit beat him with a chair but then 
Mad Care. I was like, no. And and then uh, <laughs> Finn Balor kicked the chair into Drew and then got a coup de gras and then won. And what was a big surprise to me? Yeah, I did not expect that at all. Uh, I don't even think we. Uh, I don't even think we predicted that Finn Balor would win. Well, I don't think I predicted that Finn Balor would win. Nope. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the big thing, like you said, uh, Dolph Ziggler coming in because later on there was a segment backstage where uh, Finn was being interviewed after his win, and then Dolph Ziggler walked up and was like, "Hey, you wouldn't have won that without me." And Finn was like, "Shut up, dude." And then uh, Dolph Ziggler beat the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> So, new feud, ladies and gentlemen. Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor. Exciting. I like that. And then two minutes later, they're like, on Monday night, there's going to be a match between Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler. It's almost like this is a scripted show that's planned out in advance. I wouldn't have seen that coming. Um, Yeah. Pretty good match, but stakes are low. So, Shaq, I sleep image. Um (laughs) This next match is super Shaq I sleep. I guess the only things that I want to uh, talk about are um, when Ray did that weird like slip and slide move, but yep. he was also on a chair. The boogie board so, with the chair. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, that was very cool. And then um, after, uh, and there's like 70, 619 attempts. And I don't even know what he won off of. He, uh, oh, he was a roll-up. Yeah, yeah, it was a quick roll-up pin because Orton was going to... Or, or, what Orton was setting up was cool. He was going to RKO him onto a line of chairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was actually very cool. Yeah. That's a neat setup, and but then uh, Ray got, got a sneak roll-up pin and then ran up the ramp. And uh, Randy Orton's dead. Ran, ran is appropriate. <laughs> um randy orton's a lot bigger than ray mysterio did you know that i noticed that for sure yep um what else do i have to oh they both have like kind of tribal tattoos if you look in this image they both have like almost identical tattoos (laughs) right right there and right yeah that's um i guess this is over for now but i could totally see this sparking up at some point again with Randy Orton wanting to unmask Rey Mysterio or just hurt someone that people like, I guess. I don't know. Uh, why didn't Ray do a frog splash with the chair? I understand how that's impossible because <laughs> you can't you can't frog splash and keep the like chair magnetized to you, but it would look cool. Because you'd have to be holding it and land on it because if you land on someone who has a chair on top of them, a frog splash, that's probably going to hurt you more. Yeah, um, that would be that really cool. That reminds me of the like leg drops that people in ECW would do. I think of Sabu specifically. He would do leg drops, and he'd put the chair underneath his legs. Hmm. Or what if he like six one nine, but had it was like a chair leaned up against it, and Orton was like dead leaned up against a chair, and he like kicked the chair into his face with a six one nine. Yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> Why didn't any of this happen? Why am I not getting the show I want? <laughs> a match that they built up and then it ended. It, it, it happened. Hey, you know it what ha- a bigger match was? Daniel Bryan versus... Oh, no, wait. There was another match. We we had to get through. We had to get through uh, 
Ronda Rousey's dinner. Yep. Her monthly dinner hey, for her belt. Hey, have you ever seen Ronda Rousey have someone in a guaranteed armbar and then ask the crowd if they are ready for this and then execute the armbar and then the opponent instantly taps out? Have you ever seen anything crazy like that before? Unfortunately. Oh, I feel like I've seen it maybe one, two, like five times this year. Um, Maybe I'm just... Uh, oh, no, I remember. I saw it on Sunday night at TLC in what was a pretty good match that ended extremely predictably. Tamina didn't need to be there. Tamina definitely didn't need to be there. You know why Tamina was there? Um, So Ronda could yell at her before putting Nia in the armbar. So she could, so it seemed like the odds were against Ronda. That's what it was for. Yeah, because people are, Tamina's kayfabe strength is through the roof, if you didn't know. She's real strong. <laughs> she definitely isn't just a jobber. Oh my god, that's mean, but like. <laughs> She's one of the most feared women on the roster. Uh, there was quite a few spots where I was, I was impressed with Rousey. She did a lot of good counters to this match. There, there's one I I can't I can't remember specifically, but it was I if it was like a counter into a pin if I can remember right. She, she did this. She always does this like step up thing where she like put tries to put them into a like submission or like get them into the submission to roll them to the ground while like kind of standing on their chest, which is insane. Yeah. Technically, she's an incredible wrestler, and her her matches have, even against like Alexa Bliss, her matches have go- ran at an incredible pace. Um, it's just really the outcomes that bother me because they're just I, I know it's Ronda Rousey, she's not gonna lose, but they they only end one way. They can end with her winning, but they only end one way. Yeah, yeah. The thing I was thinking was the sunset flip power bomb. That was nuts. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. I didn't think anyone would be capable of doing that to Nia Jax. Well, if it was going to be anyone, it was definitely going to be Oscar. Uh... Nope, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about uh, the big show. I mean, Nia Jax. Uh, so. The- I've I've done I've done a lot of math calculations to okay. figure out why knockout punches are stupid. <laughs> okay, and I have a I have a potential rebuttal for when you're done reporting your find findings, Doctor Andrew. Let's hear it. So I I crunched the numbers. I took in graphical analysis. I analyzed the angles. Watched lots of uh, uh footage of old matches, like match footage, so I could be like, hmm. And here's why. You look at your fist and you make a determined face and then you look at the other per- you look at your opponent with the fi- with your fist up, but you look a little bit nervous like if this doesn't work, I can't win. And that's fucking boring. But if if you're going to do a punch, it's got to be like ooh ah and then you like cock your arm and you like make a pose, you like jump and like Bam! And then Michael Cole goes, Superman, punch! Yes. There's, there's no theatrics to it for something that is a play. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, 
the Superman punch is very telegraphed in a way that makes it counterable because he is then doing like a motion that you can F5 him from or grab his throat and choke slam him from opposed to Big Show or Nia Jax face breaker KO punch where it's standing there and then uh, either missing or hitting someone. But there is someone that does a similar punch well in not such a hammy way and her name is Lacey Evans, the women's right. Because sometimes the women's right just comes out of nowhere. Sometimes she's just standing there and she lays it on you and she wins the fucking match. And that's why it's good. Opposed to the big show who's in position for like a minute and then punches someone and then pins them. And it's fucking boring. That's, that's another thing too, is the women's, the women's right is, I don't think of it as so much as like a super haymaker or knockout punch type thing. I think of it as like a quick tactical shot. Yeah. Like, cause you like land it and they weren't expecting it. So it's, it's like a quick move that uses up a bunch of meters. So you want to make sure you can land it. Cause like the hitbox is small. Yes. And, and that's kind of the same. That's another comparison I'm going to make with like a Superman punch versus a, like a knockout punch is a knockout punch has, has like not a lot of impressive buildup. So, it's not an attack. It's it's an attack that like you can block and you're fine. You don't have to like counter it or something. But with a Superman punch, they they use up their special meter and like all the motions do it. And if you don't like duck and hit, the hit boxes are gonna connect and you're gonna lose half your health bar. Yeah. No, I completely understand what you're saying. It's yeah. like a it's like a, a using a heavy attack versus using like your rage attack in Tekken. Yeah, yeah. So, here are the findings we have we have um, presented to the board today. KO punch, face breaker, bad. Superman punch, women's right, good. Any any questions? Applause. Oh, thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. We are very good at analyzing. We do deserve it. We're very good at analyzing punch finishers in wrestling. Ronda Rousey won. Of course. <laughs> and that's not all we're going to see from her tonight. So let's move on. Um, the WWE title match between AJ Styles and Daniel... Br- Excuse me. The WWE champion. The new Daniel Bryan. Yes. Yes. Stop crawling to the ring, Daniel Bryan. You're making me so uncomfortable. I love it. Please. I. It, it's so Valdo-esque. <laughs> That's why it's good. Um, I I don't know about you, but I noticed some subtle storytelling in this match. All right, lay lay it on me. Daniel Bryan is fighting like a madman. He looks cool. real stiff, and he's acting a little animalistic. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not the previous like calculated technical Daniel Bryan we used to know. Now he's the scary, wild like power Daniel Bryan that we know now. Is that a is that like an injury thing, baby? It could be. It could be. He realized he's got kind of like how Dean Ambrose wrestles in a different way. He wrestles in like a big man powerhouse kind of way. So have a crazy high flyer, lunatic, high risk wrestler. I do know that he's just injured right now. I don't know how serious mm. it is. So it could just be a current injury thing. But I would assume. Mm. 
it's a uh, it's a it's a kayfabe thing as well. Hmm. Um. Yeah. No, that's a that's a good that's a good uh that's a good uh observation. And yeah, any other things you you noticed? Brian reportedly fine after a rough bump. Okay, never mind. That was last okay. night. That was that's fine. that's what I was. That's mostly what I was noticing when he's like delivering knees to Styles' face, and then when he's like kind of showed it at like Survivor Series and stuff when he's like elbowing Brock in the face and stuff like that, like. He's really determined to uh to just to just win at any at any cost. Um, I also noticed the dragons on his knee pads, which I don't know if that's a new thing, but I was like, hey, it's the American dragon. It's the American dragon, Jake Long, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> the WWE champion, Jake Long, American dragon. <laughs> um. <laughs> taking all of my might to not sing the jake long american dragon theme song right now uh so wwe title match other than um wild daniel bryan any any other any other things you noticed here styles was bringing out everything to win he wanted to use every single move he tempted the Styles Clash like three or four times, which I think is the most I've seen him try to put <laughs> someone in it, which is crazy. And for some reason, he's been yelling the name like he's an anime character. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's which trying is... to get people to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I like the idea of, it, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to use Dragon Ball as an example because Dragon Ball is based on martial arts and I understand the reasoning behind, like, screaming the name of your attack like like one piece maybe uh it doesn't make sense for luffy to scream like gum gum cannon and then he like throws his arm stretchy and like flings himself forward maybe it's (laughs) you can't you can't telegraph a styles clash once you yell it like you have them up there and then you are yelling styles clash it doesn't they know what's happening to them you know what i mean they're not going to be like, oh no, not the Styles Clash, while they're like in this precarious ass position with, <laughs> with AJ Styles. See, this is this is one of the things where I'd want to run like a high production value wrestling promotion, where you have to yell the names of your finishers, like if it's not like a quick thing, so or you can do it as in the, in the middle of your executing it. So it, like, uh, <laughs> he yells Styles Clash as he has his like. He does his T-pose because you T-pose before you do a Styles Clash for yeah, some he's, reason. He's always T-posing. <laughs> he T-poses and when he hits the ring. He, he, <laughs> he does. As he does that, the like lights dim and a spotlight is right on him. And then he does it. Hell yeah, I'm Can't tell that. me that wouldn't look sweet. I want this high production wrestling thing. Yeah, and I want, like, on-screen stuff. AJ Styles is targeting the knee a lot. Yeah. Because it's going to make Daniel Bryan, he can't use his, he's the knee. If his knees are hurt. Wow. Big brain kayfabe. (laughs) Uh, Did you notice the new name for the Yes Lock? Um, isn't it an older name? I think he's... the LaBelle Lock? Yeah, I think he's... 
I think he's used that name for it before. I think he that was what it was called before um, any of the Yes stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, not sure the significance of that. Sorry, folks at home. We'll have to look more into that. Uh, remember, we didn't we didn't watch <laughs> a lot back then. <laughs> uh, maybe if there's one thing I'm gonna bitch about, it's the it's the ending with the small package rolling around thing. I get it. Mm. You don't want to you don't want to bury AJ Styles in any way. He's still strong. Um, he's still a contender. But I like clean fi- finishes to matches. I don't like sneak roll ups or weird like jiggly pinning combinations. The 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 thing I I thought was fun about that is that they kind of rolled around like a ball for a while before it happened. And, and you usually never see that finish a match, right? It's usually like, oh, they're yeah. rolling around, ha uh, yeah. And then you it's go a, back to the match. It's a rest hold. Yeah. <laughs> they finished the match with a rest hold. Pretty good, right? AJ yeah. Styles versus Daniel Bryan. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, so now AJ Styles can go to being something else. He's probably used to not wearing the title by now, so Yeah. He can go to Raw. Have AJ Styles go to Raw and have the Good Brothers go to Raw and they can form um some sort of club. I'm not sure what to call it. Yeah. Uh, so we have the match for the true big belt for the men in WWE, the, uh, intercontinental championship match between champion Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. It's been, this is, this is surprising, two months since Dean Ambrose betrayed Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, that doesn't feel like two months, but yeah, it has been. That's crazy. You know, it's wild. This title has been defended at every single pay-per-view this year. You know what Raw titles haven't? Uh, um, The Universal Championship and the Tag Team Championships? Yeah. I wonder why they care about this one more than the ones that are colored like the brand. Hmm. Maybe maybe it's because one is missing and um, tag team wrestling is hard. (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to book. Well, this was a little bit of a disappointing match. Um, I think it got the point across. It, it went did. on a little bit too long, but it, it got the point across. And yeah, it did. But it was a lot of, a lot of very slow rest holding stuff. A lot of submission and holds. A lot of submissions and just he- headlocks, things like that. It was it was fine, but yeah. I don't think this feud is over after the ending of this match, but it was no, it was an okay match. I think I was so excited going into this that I messaged you about how excited I was, and then after it was over, I was just kind of like, hmm, okay. Yep, there's there's a lot of the the limb targeting for this match as well. Yeah, Rollins. That's why Rollins was out on injury before, right? Because of his knee. Um. Uh, 2015 or 16 yeah it was an acl thing yeah yeah so the uh that was the big theme dean was doing in his match was targeting the knee and uh rollins was like having trouble doing anything with with his knee (laughs) the 
the the big thing is uh that um Ambrose kicked out of a superplex roll through Falcon Arrow, uh showing that Dean's crazy and mm-hmm. uh is inhuman. Yep. And in in a in a very very goofy uh <laughs> moment that felt out of place for like how they've built up this match uh dean like put his fist out was like come on man shield bro (laughs) yeah trying to trick him into like and rollins is like he's like looking at this like oh oh no but he didn't fall for it thank god but it did what Dean wanted it to do, which was make Rollins emotional, which he did mention the whole two months of this feud yeah. uh, so far. And he did get him to fall for that, which set up a Dirty Deeds, which would make him, which is one of the strongest moves in the company now, if you haven't recognized. Uh, uh, the Dirty Deeds is also just a really cool looking move. <laughs> yeah, it, it is same with like a twist of fate i like moves where you have to like kick to to get it started yeah the, and they're moves that look very wrestling-esque you know they're like yeah. drops or slams or some kind or yeah. dirty or, deeds just looks like a super ddt <laughs> yeah yeah and uh ambrose is now the the new wwe intercontinental champion hey you want to talk about the weird commentary stuff throughout this match i don't like the commentary they 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 didn't they didn't mention really at all for the last two months that um renee and uh maybe one time i think one time but they kind of they have a cut they like built up to it first they're like you know him better than anyone yes and then one week Corey graves mentioned that they're married and then Renee Young got really mad at him, and then they spent this entire match bickering. Yeah, and she, like, she is now in a spot where she's kind of defending him, right? Yeah. So that's just a little confusing. It's uncomfortable. Because otherwise she's a face uh, announcer. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think the issue is that, like, I, I just wanted them to be like, hey, they're married. But they could also do it like how they do Candice and Johnny Gargano in NXT. Anytime someone brings up Johnny to Candice, she's like, hey, we keep our work and personal lives separate. Which is something that they do sometimes with Renee and Dean. They did it like two, they mentioned it two or three times maybe. But now we're all in on her being a heel for him. (laughs) And that's it. Yeah. And uh, the sirens are part of his song, which is good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think some people don't like it, but I think it works. Uh, holler if you hear me, Big Papa Pump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the main event. Oh, boy. The the first ever tables, ladders, chairs match for the SmackDown Women's Championship is also main eventing TLC. The last pay-per-view of the year. It's Becky Lynch, the SmackDown Women's Champion, against Charlotte Flair 
And also, Asuka is there. The Empress of Tomorrow. Against the man and the queen. Empress, queen, man. What does that equal? A five-star match. (laughs) I, I like your math skills there. Yeah. There's a lot of math in this episode. We've done a lot of calculations to figure out all this stuff. Yeah. That's what happens when you watch wrestling for so long. You're able to break it down to a, to a formula. Yeah. It also makes you really smart and handsome, too. Yeah. Hey, I was that before. And I'm even more so now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, it's a triple threat match. So, um... What spots do you want to talk about before we get to the ultimate spot at the end? Uh, it's not really I, the ultimate spot, but it's uh, the big fine. spot. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Charlotte stuff. Cause oh. Y- yeah. She's awesome. The spear <laughs> through the uh, barricade, which the barricade didn't break all the way, I don't think. Nope, um, they're they're not as big as Roman and like Braun Strowman. So yeah, uh, uh, their weight combined is still probably half of Braun. So <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. Um, and then the uh, the like senton off the top rope through the table on the outside. She's nuts. She's that, nuts. That, that was good because I was seeing that happen because both Oscar. And and Becky were there and was like, oh no, Oscar, please roll off. And right as Charlotte like launched, Oscar rolled off, and I was very excited. Yeah, that was that was also where um, I was. Oh there, no, there was a, there was another one. It was the one through the announcers table, the German announcers table. I yeah. thought that uh, Charlotte was dead because <laughs> Becky like from. 20 feet above her landed and sat directly onto uh charlotte flair's like stomach i thought she was dead they even like censored it because she was definitely swearing afterward (laughs) (laughs) she uh she died multiple times this night um yeah yeah she did that uh first uh table break that oscar did to her was terrifying because only like the bottom part of the table broke did you see that yeah Yeah. so i imagine that probably was hurt more than like a regular going through table does yeah uh what what is the name for like the counter that oscar has been doing recently and we where they it's basically like doing uh, the Revival's finisher, the Shatter Machine, but where it, like they're doing some kind of jump attack, and then Oscar like puts the knees up and like pulls them into her knee, and as as they land, there's not a name for it. There should be. I'm not sure if there is one. I might know. I'd probably have to see it. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Where it looks like part of the Revival's tag finisher, kind of. Cause that's that's it's always like Dash Walder like throwing him into Scott Dawson. He like pulls him into their into his knees. Oh, is it kind of like a code breaker, like a like a Jericho code breaker? Kind of. Okay. 
Um, I'm gonna have to look out for this because we're probably getting more revival and definitely getting more Oscar. So yeah, you got anything the, else well, you want to get uh, to that big sh- spot at the end? Char- Charlotte brought out a kendo stick, which it's tables, ladders, chairs, not tables, ladders, kendo sticks. Disqualify that woman. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a fun like stipulation? You could only use these weapons. If you bring out another one, you're in trouble. Triple H sweating, holding his sledgehammer. <laughs> Extreme rules minus sledgehammer. And he's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Kissing it. Um, I, uh, get, getting close to the end, I I felt like I, I had a galaxy brain because like everything I'm predicting is I, I'm, I'm good at, I'm good at wrestling. <laughs> because because uh, Charlotte and Oscar were on the ladder that was in the middle, and they're climbing up, and then Becky props up a ladder right next to them, and Charlotte sends sends Oscar off of it, and then um Charlotte instead of like just trying to tip over that ladder or anything, jumps over and starts fighting with Becky, and I was like. Yeah, they're go- they're gonna be they're gonna be fighting, and Oscar's gonna sneak up and grab the title because they're so consumed by their fighting. I thought even their fight they might like tip the ladder over themselves by their fighting, which would be probably terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but someone gave them a little bit of help. Yeah, this was the only bad part of this match. It it was like. I've said deflating about things before, but this was like literally deflating. Yeah. I was I was sitting there watching the match and I'm like they're fighting. Oscar's going to do something and climb up and grab that belt. And then everyone starts going cuz Ronda Rousey's coming down and she marches in and she gets in the ring. And then she tips over uh, Charlotte and Becky because earlier she said something about Becky's going to get her name out of her mouth and it's not going to be the last she's had to deal with her. And then Asuka climbs up and grabs the belt. (laughs) That felt pretty good. It felt good. As it was happening, I felt like my excitement of me being able to jump up and yell went from... It went from what would have happened is me like jumping up, flipping the table in front of me and screaming at my dogs to uh, me just yelling finally in about time. <laughs> yeah, I, I was nervous throughout the whole back half of the match. It's like one of those things like, oh, God, I can't handle this anymore. Clutching the chest with the beating heart inside of an Oscar mark. And I was just <laughs> once. Once I heard the screaming, I knew, and I just went from excited to, uh, I don't like it's... how tied to Ronda Rousey, Asuka's WWE legacy is going to be. It's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's because... almost like you want someone to be able to have both belts or be able to win the Rumble without being on the main roster. It's been almost a year since uh, Ronda Rousey won the first ever women's royal rumble <laughs> it's it's a fun joke but also m- everything for the next 3 months was more about how she showed up 
than it was about how Oscar won. Y- you know how people always do that the final image of each pay-per-view thing uh yeah. for every, every year the final like image the final frame before cutting to black for the Royal Rumble is not Oscar pointing at the uh at the sign. It's 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 Ronda pointing out the sign from the stage. <sighs> So it's it's real, and that's going to be something that's we're going to be talking about until both of us are dead. Is that it's it's not about Oscar. She had her moment. She won the rumble. Big fucking deal. The biggest female athlete in the last ten years is now here. Oscar is going to win the belt. Doesn't matter because she wouldn't have done it without Ronda Rousey's help. That's what it's always going to be, and it's that's being done on purpose because one person can speak English and the other can't. Yeah. And also one person is a much bigger draw than the other one. Yeah, that's part of it too, but that's probably the, more so a part of it. Th- that's that that's definitely part of it and the, the like silver lining about that ending is it's more motivation for horsewomen versus horsewomen. <laughs> yeah. To move everything away from Oscar. Yeah, this will definitely it, lead to an Oscar Ronda Rousey feud at some point because if you remember the hand slap, and then now the if it wasn't for me, you never would have had a title. I'm sure it will happen eventually, but the next yeah. year and a half to two years, it will be building up to Lynch, Flair, <laughs> Bailey, and Banks versus Rousey, Baszler, Duke, and Shafir, which is fine. <laughs> that's that's gonna be cool. And hopefully that's not another time Rousey gets to go over people. But hey, TLC, final thoughts on this match or the pay-per-view in general? Well, it was a good way to go out. Yep, good way to end the year. It was the uh, pay-per-view. It was it's probably the best post, uh, overall best post-SummerSlam pay-per-view. <laughs> Uh, it had, had less lows than Survivor Series and Hell in a Cell. <laughs> yeah, and it's lows. I'm not counting a really Super Show. Bad. Yeah, that's fair. Or Crown Jewel. And Evolution wasn't a main roster pay per view. It was an NXT pay per view. Basically, <laughs> basically, Monday night, Mister McMahon is there to shake things up. Yeah, what's he gonna do? We get we get the we get the Michael Cole going. It's Monday Night Raw, and then the weird sound, a weird sound, and then no chance. Is 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 it my brain just being like stupid, or is is the no chance theme really close to the D Generation X theme? It might have the same person singing it. <laughs> I, when I think about it, those two voices sound very similar. But, yeah, Mr. McMahon's there, and there's no chance in hell. And uh, there's... <laughs> I mean, I, I feel it's something that we'll have to do, like, a seven-hour special podcast episode on. But it's weird how Vince McMahon is a terrible person, and he does things that make me upset. But also, I love seeing him on screen, and he has so much charisma that he doesn't know how to not work a crowd. Yeah. It's probably what it takes to run a, a the most successful wrestling promotion in the world. 
it, it absolutely is. And I, I often see things, and it's my personal opinion, that, like, if you're mad at him, if you, if you don't like the things that he's booked, don't bow and cheer and sing along to his thing when he comes out. Let him know that you are not happy with him. But what's so hard about that is that there's Vince McMahon, the businessman, decision maker, wrestling yeah. promotion booker, and then there's Vince McMahon. There's Mr. The, McMahon. The, the Mr. McMahon, the character, which yeah. Mr. McMahon, the character, legitimately like is an on-screen character that I love. The evil <laughs> boss who tells Becky Lynch, "Why don't you stop whining?" You know, like that's funny. Like she, she's not really whining, but him being like, "You're," it, it, it's it reflects the the shitty middle management corporate boss that everybody hated in the 90s and it's also pretty relevant today but yeah. it's extremely relevant today but as a character i i like it because usually people are going to overcome his bullshit so yeah um he came out and was like oh he said some weird things and then he also introduced shane stephanie and triple h and i was Confused because the way Vince was building it up made it sound like it was a retirement speech, and I was like, "What is going on?" But they all came out and like, "Hey, we know the product has been pretty bad lately, and we're gonna take back, we're gonna take back the Raw and SmackDown Live for the fans. We're gonna do fan, we're gonna do what the fans want, and in something." That you, I, I sure hope you find this as funny as this mental image as funny as I do. I want someone to edit the clip of Triple H pointing at the camera and going, "You are the authority." To make it all grainy like Sega CD footage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Go, you are the authority in like the, the shitty compressed audio. It'd be yeah. so good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> in like a a shitty FMV like wrestling game. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> to me, it felt like this Shane, Triple H, Steph, and Mr. McMahon on stage, it felt like when an E3 press conference ends and they get, like, the head of the company, the guy who showed off the cool game, the guy who showed off the last game, and then, like, someone else, like, some legend on stage, and they're all just like, we love that you guys love video games, and we want to bring you better video games. That's what it's just like. Yeah. We're pushing the industry forward. It definitely felt like end of <laughs> keynote type thing. Triple H was like, you'll see new faces, new stars, new concepts, new matchups. that's never been seen before. And uh, Vince said WWE is now, then, and forever, which was embarrassing. Um. Hey, remember and, when that was our catchphrase? Oh, yeah, that's right now. Please remember the product. Baron Corbin came out and was like, hey! And then there's just tons of booze. And as he was, like, compl- being a whiny baby, uh, there was more booze. And then it cut to commercial, which felt really weird. And then it yeah, cut back from commercial. commercial. In the middle of, of and it came back segment. from commercial. And this is something... That is extra weird because we are at Raw. So Baron Corbin comes dark. Up, Baron Corbin comes out to argue his case. Goes commercial. They cut the lights, and then they cut, cut the turn the lights back. I bet through that entire commercial break, people were just booing over the like commercials and shit that were on the big yeah. Titan drawn. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> and he uh he was just saying, hey. You should let me be general manager. Give me, a, let me have another chance. I'm like, hey, 
Ooh, consider it if you have a match right now. He's like, against who? And then, you suck. You suck. You suck. It's the Conquistador. He came out. Fucking <laughs> 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 Conquistador is good. The Conquistador came out. Uh, Kurt Angle. And um, they, ha- they started a match. But, and this is when Baron Corbin truly got what was coming to him. Like... Every every little bit, someone new would come. I was like, "Oh, I forgot in in the uh, in the rush in like the heat of everything that <laughs> it was a handicap match." Oh shit! I forgot it was no disqualifications. Oh, I forgot this. Like everyone coming out, yeah. And, <laughs> and then the people that helped him were uh, Apollo Cruz, Bobby Roode, and Chad Gable, and. <laughs> in uh we we had Heath Slater as the referee again <laughs> and in a really really fun spot uh Heath Slater was like fixing the turnbuckle because it got exposed and he was taking this a long time to make sure it was, you know he wants to do a good job show that he can be a good referee he's new on the job and everyone got chairs while Heath Slater wasn't looking and <laughs> beat the shit out of him <laughs> and it, in in the spot that I desperately wanted to happen, and thank God it did. I said this a while ago. They got a table, and Kurt Angle put uh him did an angle slam through a table, and got a pin. Yeah, I'm oh. always looking for the angle slam when Kurt Angle's oh. on screen. I was Very I was so happy you got an angle slam through a table. It, it felt weird that they're like burying Baron Corbin f- under all this heat, but they're using it to lift up Apollo Crews, Bobby Roode, and Chad Gable, some like lower card guys who could use it. Yeah, it's worth it, I think, and he'll come back. He's he's just a good wrestler in general. Yeah. Um. So he's not gonna he's not gonna have a problem. He's just gonna potentially be eternally a heel now. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is fine. I can't see him being a face. <laughs> yeah. I can see him being a heel people root for. Baron Corbin got what was coming to him, and it felt good. Two nights in a row. There was a match after this between... You should tell me if I missed a backstage thing. But after this, we got uh, Finn Balor versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, which was made the night before, obviously. It was... Uh, it was an alright match. It wasn't really for them. <laughs> Yeah. It was more for uh for Drew McIntyre. Yeah, there was there there was a nice spot where uh Balor Balor was gonna fly and then he took them both out and then uh Drew attacked and it was a DQ and then he Drew beat him up. It was it was really for him to go over them, look at strong. Yeah. It's fine. We'll see what goes on with this. Feels like they want to move these guys to something else, but can't right now. Almost like they're missing a belt. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> WrestleMania is only four months away. Then uh, Dean Ambrose cut a promo where he was like, I did everything I said I was going to do in those endless promos for the last two months. And also, I'm Bane. 
true. He he did do everything he said he was going to do. Is he Bane? Uh, he's got the Bane jacket. He doesn't have the mouth thing. He's probably he probably like begs Mustafa Ali every night. Just like, can I borrow this, please? Please, he's Mustafa, like, you... please give me your <laughs> cool face mask. That Mustafa's like, it it has LED lights on it. Bane didn't have LED lights on his face mask. Because Mustafa definitely knows about comic books. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and then uh, he like tried to go. Uh, Rawlinson coming out, but he didn't. And I was like, I have, I have a galaxy brain. I know, I know, I know it's going to happen. Don't worry. And then he offered an open championship partially to mock Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. It's like anyone but Seth Rollins can come out. And because they announced earlier that we'd see new faces, which I think it was shortly after this, shortly after this is when they kind of revealed who all is coming um, I was like, one of those new faces is going to show up. Velveteen Dream is going to challenge him for that Intercontinental oh title. Oh my god. But it was Tyler Breeze, which is cool. <laughs> which Tyler is Breeze, equally as cool, yeah. Tyler Breeze is a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Very and good he, wrestler. He also, last week, challenged Ricochet for his North American title. Two title matches in one week for Tyler Breeze, huh? That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> title matches he deserves uh and he had a match with dean ambrose which was really good it was it was more of tyler breeze kind of uh controlling the match i don't know if you noticed that i did i did notice that it was more of tyler breeze controlling the match and more of tyler breeze um setting up for finishers and moves and then ambrose just kind of uh did what he's been doing for a couple weeks now, which is just dirty deedsing people into oblivion. <laughs> what if, like, <laughs> I want Ambrose to hit a dirty deeds and then they just, like, dissolve, like, in a JRPG? <laughs> like in Final, Final Fantasy VII, where they, like, flash red and just, like, dissipate? Please. Beauty shot is a is a good name for for a move from Tyler Breeze as well. Absolutely, absolutely. He even got his whole Titan Tron thing, which I love. I think he has yeah. one of the most unique entrances in all of wrestling, where he uses the selfie stick to look at himself, and it's on the Titan Tron. That shit's so good. I I just I, I love Tyler Breeze. <laughs> me, me too. Like the beauty shot is a really nice like jump up kick. And, but I don't expect him to beat Dean Ambrose. But hey, give give Tyler Breeze the uh, he'd be a perfect person for like a million dollar belt. Um, the Fashion Police briefcase. <laughs> you could cash it in and arrest someone whenever you want. Yeah, and <laughs> replace them in a match. That's what it is. <laughs> Oh yeah, their their outfit is terrible, so you replace them in a match. Because <laughs> your outfit is good, yeah. So that was good. Good new matchup that they said we were gonna get. Lots of stuff they said we were gonna get. New faces, new yeah. matchups, and so far, yeah, we're getting some of those things. More Apollo Cruz. Uh, we got Ziggler who had been backstage for a while. We got Tyler Breeze in an Intercontinental Title match. Uh, next we got a segment that was a follow up from the previous night's ladder match. Um, yeah, well, this segment was kind of a waste of time. 
Yeah, thankfully it, was it wasn't gag. too long. Yeah, it was a quick gag. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in, in the ring. Uh, Lashley holding the broken guitar. Uh, and they were just making fun of Elias' thing. Uh, Lashley does his favorite pose. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jojo goes, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. And then they're like, what? And then <laughs> Bobby Lashley gets smashed with the guitar. Yeah. Uh, so that maybe that should have happened the night before, but yeah, I, I guess this is going to continue, like we said earlier, probably until the Royal Rumble match itself. We got a backstage segment where uh, Drake Maverick was like, "Hey, heard you guys are shaking things up. Triple H, you should give my give my boys a shot at their title." Uh, and oh no, it was Shane, I think. Yeah, it was Shane. Yeah, it was Shane. Yeah. And uh, he's said they they don't they get the rematch right. And Shane said something about the rematch clause being antiquated and old, which I hope to fucking god it is. Because yeah, <laughs> as as it I I get why even in like if it wasn't already a pre-established rule why it would exist. But it's troublesome for writing when they have to give that to someone because. Usually, if it's, like, a world title or, like, a big thing, they'll do the rematch, like, at the next pay-per-view. So, you have to sit for a month and wait for that to get resolved. And even if that gets resolved, they'll give them another chance. Like, Seth Rollins got, like, 70 chances at the Intercontinental title. Yeah. They they just keep... It's an excuse to just continue doing a feud. Yeah. A lot of the time. And it's um, give, it's like stale writing, which is if they're trying to shake things up and do new things, that's something they need to do away with. Give us more people opposed to just the same feud for several months straight. And I think I told you this beforehand. Um, the the rematch clause is something that should only really be thought of if you're doing like a long term thing. You're trying to set up like two wrestlers add. Uh, someone else to the feud over the course of several months and then i want my rematch clause when there's a different matchup set up so it's like a triple threat or something or if it's just a very very good feud if it's just like lighting the show on fire like ratings are up people are digging the segments they have high high views on youtube for the clips and everything that's when you should that's when you should do it again not just whenever Yeah, but they were told, uh, you got to work for it. And Drake at Maverick got mad. Like, who are you to tell me? And he's like, oh, wait. So it's a (laughs) fatal four way number one contenders match against the B team, the revival and Lucha House Party. But it's not a Lucha House rules because they realize that that's stupid. Yeah. And it was that terrible tag team rule. And guess what? No one knew what was going on. Um, most certainly not. Um, the, the... <laughs> if you have three members of Lucha House Party, it just would have made it like no disqualifications. And just had 2v2v3. Because you yeah. can get more... You can get cooler spots with the Lucha House Party having all three of them. And you can still have this turn out the way it was. 
uh, the highlights are that the the revival are good tag team wrestlers, and so are the Lucha House Party. Lucha House Party and the revival should have been a back and forth for the Raw tag team titles, but instead it was just for yucks and to fill time. Yeah, look how mad they are that uh that the Lucha House Party get to use three people and they only have two. Isn't that silly? He should stop complaining about something that's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> But really uh, make sense. the B team was there, so someone could get pinned, <laughs> and uh, the revival got Shatter Machine and won. So, hey, it's about time. Yeah, they deserve that. Uh, and AOP could use a reset, you know, like a Drake Maverickless reset. Who's gonna talk for them? But uh. <laughs> Uh, no one. Kurt yeah. Angle? <laughs> yeah, give him military gear. That'd be yeah. fun. He already Put wore Kurt Angle in the Marine 7. Make Kurt <laughs> Angle the president in Marine 7. Holy shit, yeah, that's awesome. And then he angle slams a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> Before we talk about the last segment, because it took up the last third of Raw, and it was uh, one continuous thing, so it's not going to take as long to talk about it. Um, let's talk about the six new stars making their way to WWE. Oh, hell yeah, let's talk about that. Um... Alright, case you didn't know, there's a freak of nature known as Lars Sullivan. Oh, wait, we've been seeing vignettes for a month. Yeah. So, Lars Sullivan is gonna make his way to Raw. That's pretty good. Um, who else? Jory, who else we got? Well, Lars Sullivan... We don't. Has he said he's going to Raw yet? I think they changed it from coming soon to is lurking. Um, all of these people who were shown in this are going to be on Raw. Oh, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Well, they showed the the same thing on SmackDown, so that's why I'm not sure. Did they? I didn't see the thing on SmackDown. They did. They did. Okay, so maybe they'll split them up. But yeah, maybe Uh, Nikki Cross isn't going to go to Raw. Which She's Nick Cross is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Nick Cross is like, oh yeah, good. She deserves it uh, because she needs to be a main roster already, and uh, her friend, her friends and family are already there. Uh, we're getting Lacey Evans. She's uh, she's coming to the main roster to bring uh, eloquence and modesty to the women. <laughs> modesty, yeah. Um, that's exciting. She's traditional. I- so I like, traditional. Uh, I, like I bet that that was a hand-picked Vince one right yep, there. Yep, probably. Um, and it's a good choice. And uh, future WrestleMania main eventers, heavy machinery. We got <laughs> stakes and weights, weights, Tucky. Stakes and weights. I'm so hey, excited for the main event of WrestleMania. Well, they, they open WrestleMania... One of them is in the middle of WrestleMania, and they end WrestleMania. Opening match. <laughs> Tucker Knight and Otis Dozovich win the Raw Tag Team titles. Middle middle of the match. Tucker Knight wins the Intercontinental title. End of the night. Otis Dozovich wins the Universal Beats title. Brock Lesnar with the worm. <laughs> yes! 
And he's just like <laughs> standing, holding as there's just like millions of pyro going off and like confetti JBL coming down. Pyro times JBL two. pyro and like Okada confetti and money running from the scene. It's just like, hey, Tucky, got the universal it's real title. Stakes. It's real steak strips <laughs> coming down from the ceiling. Yeah. And he's holding it up. Pissed. And, the, and they're like both on each post, he holding up their t- both their titles. And that's Dozovich that's... <laughs> eating a fucking ribeye steak. Yeah, that's a big ass saying. eighty pound weight in the other hand with the titles on his shoulders. Yeah, and then uh, the top one percent EC three. Wasn't the EC three oh, thing a little? It was. It was really funny. It, like it, it's definitely supposed to be comedy because it's like it's all these like dramatic things uh, that it shows him walking into his like fancy house. And just, like, setting his keys on the counter before it kicks on his music. And, like, they show his butt. Yeah. He, like, pulls his pants down and it shows his trunks underneath. Yeah. I hope he's not a 100% comedy act when he gets here. Because he shouldn't be. <laughs> he he's definitely can be taken seriously as well. But he's... I think he's, like, Miz, like, tier. You know, like... I think great him on and the, the Miz will be fun. Yeah. He's... Yeah. He's great on the mic. And he can totally, like... He's believably strong enough to win matches. I would say even yeah. <laughs> more believably strong than uh than than the Miz is. And I think these are six excellent choices because there's six people you can pick out from NXT, and it's not going to interrupt storylines. People who aren't doing anything. Nikki Cross, it's her time anyway, especially with the rest of Sanity, uh, coming out like six months prior. So, like, EC3, he hasn't had a lot of NXT time, but he was in Impact for a long time, so we know he can wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he had a, an earlier stint in NXT where he used, I think, his real name, maybe, and he was pretty good then, but they just thought he was missing something, I guess, and then he signed with Impact, and he did really well there. And yeah. now he's going to be on the main roster. And I think yeah. I did say at one point, he doesn't need to be NXT champion or North American champion no. at any point. He doesn't need to do that. Uh, Otis Dozovich and Tucker Knight, uh, they were felt like they were building him up to be the next contenders for the NXT tag titles. Maybe. But it's just like, because they were on kind of a winning streak and then they were kind of bringing that up to Undisputed Era. But Undisputed Era are never leaving NXT. So. Yeah, and and they could totally still be at takeovers and stuff while they're at, uh, while they're yeah. On Raw or SmackDown. They're probably gonna be at like w- uh, the next tapings. Yeah. Um, Lacey Evans is kind of new, but uh, Vince was like, I like her, like picked yeah. her up. <laughs> she's 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 great on the mic, and her matches yeah. are are pretty good. So, and she's also someone who was never gonna hold the women's title anyway. She's totally someone who I could see like having that like lackluster NXT run most people might say or just like a forgettable one and then being pretty big on the main roster yeah it's uh there's there's a whole lot of prestige to that NXT women's title yeah which is wild uh and yeah it's (laughs) and Lars Sullivan we've known about it for a month and also he wasn't doing anything oh when's he finally gonna pop up I was hoping this night so we could get it out of the way because I'm tired of every other commercial break. You've never seen a freak 
like me. Yeah, it's, it's getting really old. And in the like 2006 YouTube quality, they've they didn't even do Oscar promos this long. They just it was just like here she is. They started doing them in like uh, the middle of September, and then she showed up at TLC in like the middle of October. It was probably exactly a month. Yeah. I'm seeing large stuff for close to over that now. Maybe next Monday we'll see. Hope so. Yeah. So good choices overall. I think I, uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with all those people that are getting called up, and I definitely don't think that's the end of it. I think within the next four or five months we'll see more people coming up too. I just wonder what that means for people who are um, currently on the main roster not doing a whole lot if you would if you would think that this change means that there's more there's gonna be more usage rate spread around there's gonna be um more opportunities for everybody to be on tv then this wouldn't be so much of a problem and i believe that that's possible it's not just gonna be new day usos in the bar forever now that's gonna change Um, yeah so yeah hopefully this doesn't exactly mean uh that they're that some people are gonna just have to lose their jobs to bring these people up yeah that's uh my uh when when the thing came up on during smackdown i, I made sure my mom was paying attention during it like she didn't run out to smoke or something and after it ended she's like huh they they don't even have time for the current guys a lot <laughs> and i was like yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot and of think- injured people too but I think yeah. they're probably going to have a, a more fresh rotation. That's that's what there you go. That word's perfect. They <laughs> definitely need to rotate them better. And hey, during this, we found out that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are coming back too. Yes, it's coming soon. <laughs> Who knows when soon is? I'm imagining sometime before the Rumble, maybe a week before the Rumble, two weeks or something. I understand why they'd announce them because uh, ratings are low. So people are going to tune in and like, is Kevin Owens back? Is yeah. Sami Zayn back? But I would have, like, exploded if it was the Rumble and, like, we got the the woes in Sami Zayn's music. Oh, I'm excited for the Rumble. I'm still, like, five, six weeks away. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty far. Uh, not very far, but it's still, like, you can't reach out and grab it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and to end, end Monday Night Raw, Rond- Ronda Rousey came out and said, Hey, I beat Nia Jax, and hey, I told Becky Lynch and Charlotte that they ain't seen the last of me. And, uh, yeah, it sucks, but guess what? Champions defend their title, so anyone who wants to fi- fight me for the title, come out right now. And it cuts the backstage to all the women on the roster screaming at Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. But yeah, everyone was screaming at Stephanie, and then she brought him out, and it was like, "Hey, guess what? It's the, you're all gonna earn an opportunity. It's a gauntlet match." And I'm like, "Oh boy, do Alicia Fox and Mickey James." And then it ruined ruined my heart by doing Bailey and Alicia Fox. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we started with Bailey and Alicia Fox, and um, this this one's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> ba- Bailey gets a pretty easy pin on Alicia Fox. And then Dana Brooke comes out and she's like, I'm a heel now. Do you remember that I'm a heel now? No, we don't see you ever. I, I wish she wasn't, but uh, she got a Bailey to belly to her and Bailey won again. I'm like, damn, Bailey's going to win it all. And Mickey James come out. I'm like, Bailey's going to win it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Bailey took too much damage in the previous two fights. And uh, very uninterestingly, Mickey James uh, eliminated Bailey. And Amber Moon comes out. And <laughs> uh, my brain turns off when Mickey James is in the ring, even though I can appreciate what she does and how long she's been doing it. Yeah, because nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna, you know, like come of it. So yeah, that's that's the let like <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Legacy Evans will kind of take her spot. Um, he, I feel like yeah. Lacey Evans probably also probably replacing Alexa, who was absent. Um, she's still not cleared. I think she is now. Oh, oh, they're probably and... gonna surprise everyone so people like explode. Yeah, they should put her on SmackDown. Probably, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Amber yeah, Moon came out and gave uh Mickey James a great eclipse because Mickey James knows how to sell to an eclipse. Sell it. Yes, she does. <laughs> she takes that those eclipses so well. Talia came out and. Uh, Got a sick discus clothesline, but eliminated Ember Moon. Ruby Riot came out, and I didn't expect Ruby Riot to win because Natalia beat her last night. Yeah, and, yeah. Nat- Natalia got the victory. She doesn't need to lose the night after, even though that's what happens to people like Bobby Lashley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very true. Uh, and. And there's one more person. It's boss time, Cameron. Hmm. Can you believe it? The boss. She's, she's going to get a match with Ronda Rousey. Yeah. That, that, it was like, after Bailey was limited, I was getting just more and more like, oh, they're competing to get fed. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm sure there's some like sci-fi or fantasy movie where someone fights in the arena just to like get to like be used as fodder against the king's son who who they want to make the king's son look tough yeah. <laughs> to other soldiers or something Th- that might even be a theme in game of thrones somewhere <laughs> uh so yeah sasha comes out and i'm just i'm just sad cuz i mean she's either going to lose to natalia which isn't too bad or she's going to get fed to Ronda Rousey next week, which I think the the, the better thing happened. She uh, she she got the got locked in the sharpshooter. She tapped to the sharpshooter, which yeah. I appreciate because the sharpshooter is a is a legacy move that it's it's going to be hard to not tap to, and losing here is better than <laughs> next week on Christmas. Yeah, with from an armbar, so. Hey, these two were friends, though. Ronda Rousey and Natalia. That's kind of weird, huh? Yeah, Ronda Rousey comes out to size up her opponent. And we're like, oh, no. 
someone's going to turn to heel. Me sitting on the couch. Heel turn. Heel turn. Heel turn. Heel turn. Someone. No, they just like congratulate and celebrate together. And Ronda Rousey's like, nice. I'll see you next week. Okay. Wow. Ronda didn't beat someone up for once. Amazing. Um, yeah, so Natalia won a pretty exciting uh, main event of Raw that lasted like the the last hour, so I wasn't bored watching Raw at, in the third hour. Yeah. It was cool. Cool to do this gauntlet match here. Uh, good for Natalia. She deserves a title match on Christmas. That's pretty cool. And that's a, one of those fresh face things, you know, like... New things. New, new, new things, new matchups. Stuff you wouldn't expect. Finn Balor didn't win the Universal title back, but it's not going to happen in one day. Yep. You have to work towards those things. It's it's going to be a build-up. I think things are going to be getting better week after week for Raw. It's the best Raw we've had in a while. In uh, months, maybe. <laughs> but uh, How long? Roman's been gone like two months? About that long. Yeah. Maybe even two and a half, three months. Um, so do you want to talk about the show that was already pretty good and got Whew. a little bit better? Whew. Man, SmackDown Live is still on top, even in this new era where we're the authority. Yeah. Hey, am I it the started authority? Off weird. It started off weird. Yes, you are. Andrade Cien Almas gets a title match against Daniel Bryan. No disqualification. Let's do that. Yeah. I'm the authority. Week. I get to make the matches. It's universe mode now. Main yes. roster's universe mode now. Hell yeah. <laughs> Apollo Crews and Brock Lesnar at main event of WrestleMania? Thanks. Yeah, and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are out there to help Apollo Crews, and Apollo Crews can use weapons. <laughs> um, the, the opening segment was weird because it was like shot differently than usual segments are. Shane McMahon... Like, hyping up the SmackDown roster and also embarrassing stuff where he mentions Raw and everyone's like, boo! The New Day look espe- looked especially upset that he mentioned Raw. <laughs> was this, this this was the segment where Big E was eating the pancake or the muffin or whatever it was and he was yeah, looking all, all weird around? Yeah, all the New Day were eating. Yeah, that was... <laughs> and he, he said uh, Paige is... Moving from general manager into an un, an undefined position for now, and when Rob and it, I saw people mad that oh, so they're just gonna do four GMs now. I was like, I don't know about that. I think it's I, just gonna be disembodied decisions after a point. I I think it's just there's not going to be a general manager position because it's played out and it's dumb to write storylines around a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit fresher storytelling if you don't have to have someone be like, oh, I don't want to be the bad guy. Or, guess what, heel? You're in this match. And Kevin Owens is like, no! <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's, I think that's what it is. People are disappointed, but I don't think she's going to be gone from TV long. She hasn't she's been able to wrestle for about someone. a year now, so. Wow, it has been a year. That's crazy. She has a movie coming out soon. There's no way they're going to be taking her off off TV. Yeah, she's just going to have to do something else for right now. What that is, we'll see. But it is a bummer that she's losing this sort of guaranteed position that she was going to have. 
for yeah. a little bit, but um, who knows? Um, we'll see what they have in store for her. Yeah. Hopefully something good. She deserves it. She's good on the mic. So after this raw, raw oh. SmackDown's good <laughs> segment, we had uh, the man come out to the ring and talk about how uh, Sunday was kind of bullshit. But it doesn't matter because get her in the ring with those two again and she'll beat them because she's a fighting champion and she wants her belt back. Yeah. And uh, who interrupted her, Jory? Charlotte Flair was like, wow, uh-uh. what a surprise. I was going to win, not you. And then who else interrupted them bitching at each other, Jory? He- oh, Smackdown Live Women's Champion, Oscar. Wow. Say that say say that, Cameron. Say it out loud. Smackdown Women's Champion, Oscar. Wow, I can't say that without smiling. Holy shit. It's so good. It's it's the, the belt the belt looks that. the belt looks so good around her. Yeah, it, very it natural. feels right. Mm-hmm. Everything's right in the world. Yep. And she she comes into the ring, and she she tells them, "Who gives a shit about Ronda Rousey? I'm the champion," which is true. Who cares about Ronda Rousey? This is SmackDown. That's how and, I feel. That's how I feel, Oscar. Yep. And she's she's the champion there, so uh, go away. Stop stop complaining. And then there's this bickering about how who could have won, and who should have won, and Vince McMahon is is on SmackDown as well. I was that was a big shock for me. No chance, in it. no <laughs> chance in there. Okay, so what does he come out and do? Mr. McMahon comes out and stands at the top of the ramp and goes, uh, why don't you both shut up? Charlotte, you've had a ton of opportunities, and Becky, you lost, and Becky's making this dumb, like, oh, come on, dad face. That pissed me off, because it's like, you're supposed to be mean. Don't don't make this silly face that makes you look like a whiny complainer. You aren't. You just lost a hard match to win. It's okay. And, uh... And then, uh, what did what did the chairman say after that? Uh, you're gonna have to defend your title right now because WWE is changing, and we have an opponent for you. And um, wow, was sort I excited? Of. He he was he was talking about how there's gonna be a competitor for for her, but then Naomi's music hits, and I was like, oh no, is it gonna be a number one contenders thing? And she makes a good point as to why she deserves a chance. And Vince just makes it happen. And I'm like, I tweeted Naomi versus Asuka for the championship with the Vince, like, falling back at words in his chair gif. Yeah. Because we've wanted this for a long time. And my only complaint about the match is it was on TV, yep. not a pay-per-view match. And they Otherwise, it was st- a great match. Yep, they gave me some stuff that I could have only have imagined. Something that, we wouldn't have gotten six months ago. Yeah, something we might not have gotten if these changes weren't made. So, it was great. Naomi's a great athletic wrestler. I know the word athletic is used too often when describing Naomi because it's like, 
She's a wrestler. Of course it, she is. It feels weird when they use athletic. It feels like coded language a little bit. It de- it definitely is, but it's the truth. Like I don't. There aren't many other women like jumping up on yeah. top of the barricade and laying those kicks down like that. So <sighs> the um, the the thing that I uh, the spot I I want to talk about specifically is when Oscar has her in that like weird submission in the corner. It's like a weird arm bar on the ref was like telling her to cut the submission and Oscar starts mouthing off to Charlotte and Becky because Charlotte and Becky have to sit and watch like Vince McMahon put him in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is what you could be doing if you weren't whiny babies. You could have a match for the title. And when Oscar was like mouthing off to them, uh, Naomi did like it's not a Spanish fly, but it was like a similar thing to it where she like grabbed Oscar and they like flew backwards. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the and oh no, do you think we we have a new SmackDown Live Women's Champion already? Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, Oscar won, of course, but it was a valiant effort on Naomi's half. She got out she... of the Oscar lock twice. Most people don't get out of it once. Yeah, and in very what looked like real wrestling ways, not yeah. just bullshit. Uh, oh, she's out. And after, oh, it says right here on here, double knee face buster. Ooh, okay. That's what she got her with, and then transition to the oscar lock and it was over and it was good and this is one i wouldn't mind seeing again the only thing that's a little weird is that they were like friends like two weeks ago two three weeks ago but now they face each other for uh the title and it wasn't venomous or anything it was just a title match a good title match between two great wrestlers there should be more of this yeah more more opportunities for fresh faces. Na- Naomi should be her opponent at Royal Rumble. Actually, no, because Naomi needs to do fun things in the Rumble. It's gonna be Mandy. Mandy. I definitely think it'll be Mandy or Peyton. Yeah, the Iconics have been gone for a little bit. Yeah, I think we'll see M- Mandy, Sonya, or Peyton lay claim to that title next week or the week after that. Wait, isn't there? Did they announce a match for Oscar next week? Because they announced a lot of matches for next week's Christmas. If they did, I can't remember. And if we go to look it up, we'll just find spoilers. Oh, yeah, because it's pre-recorded. Yeah. yeah. So if they didn't, I think Mandy or one of those one of those three will be involved in some way with Oscar's segment next week. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, shout out to Vince McMahon for giving wrestlers Christmas off. That's awesome. Didn't do that yeah. last year. Nope. Big changes across the whole company. After that, Samoa Joe came out to apologize to Jeff Hardy. <laughs> this this was a fun segment because I knew how it was going to go a little bit, but it didn't end like that exactly. Because see, Samoa Joe is going to give an apology to Jeff Hardy. And they both come out and you're like, don't fall for it, Jeff. Come on. Don't fall for it. Uh, Jeff, come on, you're better than this. Uh, Joe says he, it's actually for an intervention and how he's not all been there and stuff like that. And 
Jeff has a nice, 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 nice rebuttal to Joe. And what is that rebuttal, Cameron? Kicking his ass. Well, he says something that uh, triggers the lib, Joe. The... What did he say? He he said, "Has has all have all these mind games just been to hide the fact that you haven't won a title since you've come to oh, the WWE?" Oh yes, I can't believe I forgot that. I'm so dumb. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Because <laughs> he was NXT champion. But he hasn't, he hasn't had a main roster title, and he's been on main roster for almost three years. Said, yeah, for the last two years he's been there, no title. Yeah, ouch. And Jeff Hardy's only been back for... Jeff Hardy's been back for maybe a couple months shorter than when Joe got there. And he's already been... I think Raw Tag Team Champion and United States Champion. Yep. Mm, oof, Joe. Oof. And he tried to fight uh, Jeff Hardy, but then he got twisted, faded. <laughs> it was and, good. And that was it. That's how short and and sweet the segment needs to be. You know. Yeah. It doesn't need to go on forever. It was even shorter than um. It was even shorter than the uh, Elias. Bobby Lashley thing the previous night on Raw. Yeah. Which is good. It doesn't need to be that long. Um, where do you think this feud is going, if anywhere, currently? Uh, maybe Joe will get his title <laughs> before he goes? Maybe. <laughs> Joe does deserve a title, but I don't think he's going to win it off Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles. Yeah. Um, United States title's probably going to move soon. Uh, yeah so uh i feel like this is a a feud that's going to get settled in the rumble during the rumble we'll see let me make sure i didn't skip anything okay yeah next the miz is going to mr mcmahon's (laughs) office to ask about opportunities or wanting to speak to shane mcmahon about the best in the world thing and uh mr mcmahon killed it here the, the, the way it was like the Miz was basically asking to marry Shane he was asking for Vince's blessing my favorite part was when Vince kind of looked around he was like uh Shane can't come out and play right now yeah that was excellent he was like I've never given anyone a blessing he's like alright if you could prove yourself in a tag team match and I'll pick your partner and he goes he goes to the ring. I'm like, that's what this is. This is it. It's gonna be EC3. They're gonna have two e- egomaniacs. Holy shit! Who think they're better than everyone? Team up. I was thinking much match. smaller. I oh. was thinking like, I was thinking maybe uh, Ty Dillinger or something. Hmm. But but yeah, EC3. God, that would have been insane. <laughs> um, but. It was someone, I would say I like EC3 and this person just as much as... <laughs> who, who is it? It's uh, Mandy. <laughs> and at one point, as she's coming to the ring, Tom Phillips, Mandy Rose is on screen. She has her, her like, uh, Vaseline smear filter on, uh, 
there's a good better name for that but i'm dumb and i apologize and she's hitting her marks posing and everything looking at the crowd and tom phillips says handpicked by mr mcmahon himself and it's just like no <laughs> yeah no shit no shit <laughs> absolutely she was <laughs> yeah um so it's going to be mandy rose and the miz versus um team dance break our truth and carmella come out the mixed match challenge champions for 20 for season two i guess i don't want to say 2018 all of mmc happened in 2018 but um yeah so it's a uh, it's uh our truth and carmella in the ring with with the miz and mandy rose and uh our truth says something along the lines of you're not going to be able to to beat us you and maurice there's no way you can beat us <laughs> that was very funny yeah every blonde woman is just maurice to yeah <laughs> yeah who did he call small maurice or something like that or or other maurice i don't remember it was carmella before yeah it carmella was. dyed her hair yeah it was <laughs> that was good brooklyn maurice american <laughs> maurice american maurice yeah uh, <laughs> the my mom's caught on to how how much Corey Graves likes uh, Mandy Rose, so it's always funny. It's well, it is really funny how how uh, how much Corey Graves like marks out to Mandy Rose coming out. Yeah, <laughs> and my mom finds it really funny. Yeah, where's his wife at? <laughs> Corey at Graves' home. wife should be like. The, the entry in the rumble right after Mandy Rose and then kick her ass. Corey Graves should get up and run out from the commentary table. But it was like a, a four-minute match. Yep, didn't last too long. Ended with um, a pretty uh, nasty skull-crushing finale to truth. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird that they lost, but it shows that MMC is just a comedy thing. It's not really like you're not supposed to... You're not supposed to get too high on people winning that. It's fun, but you know. All right. Next, we had a tag team segment where the Usos came out and called out the bar because they didn't pin the the Usos at TLC. They pinned Xavier yeah. Woods. So uh, they want a match. And, oh, yeah, the bar definitely going to come out. Um Wait, that's not the bar's music. Who is it, Jory? It's the Good Brothers. The Super Good Brothers. Two Good Brothers. What the hell? What are the Good Brothers doing out here? They're uh, they're here to be like, hey, we haven't been on TV in like six months. It's like August, I think, is one when they said. Yeah. And uh, who cares about the bar on the new day? We haven't been on TV. So give us a match. And um I, I ref- liked I liked the Usos response. It was my mom my it caused my mom who was on the phone to like look at me and go, oh where <laughs> where the Usos were like, Well, here on SmackDown Live, you either step up or get stepped on. 
That's that world class promo. God, the Usos are so good. And then they welcome the good brothers to the Uso penitentiary. So a ref slides out. (laughs) I think this is where the ref slid like across the ring up to them. That was pretty crazy. Um, It might have been a segment earlier in the show or something. But there was a good ref slide. I think this was it. And he, um, I think it was announced from one of the announcers that, like, it was an official match. The the McMahon family decrees this is a this is a match, and yeah. we go to commercial before the match starts. Fucking bummer. We don't get to see this exciting ass match actually start. We have to watch in a tiny window while commercials play. They they, they gave a good case as for why the Good Brothers should be on TV. Yeah, they sh- they absolutely should be, because Carl Anderson is awesome, and Big Luke Gallows. <laughs> he's tall but he can go <laughs> he's not like other tall guys where it's just like oh he's just gonna he's just gonna lumber around he can go and it's awesome uh but this match didn't end quite the way uh, i thought it would no it had a, not it had a pretty spectacular ending it was it was interesting because the bar came, the bar's music hit and the bar came out to be like ha ha, we don't just set the bar we are the bar and uh, I think it was Jimmy Uso looked back and he's like oh no it's the bar I gotta do my move now and the bar like stepped closer to the ring he's like I gotta win soon and you think it's gonna end with a with the bar like causing a disqualification because the bar tax but no it's it's sanity. Uh, <laughs> Eric Young stomping them out of nowhere and Killian yeah. Dane throwing people around. It's amazing. Killian Dane, the fact that he could, him doing a cross body is terrifying. Yeah, he's he's as athletic uh, as uh, Roe from War Raiders. Just big dudes yeah. that can move. It's awesome. <laughs> and hey, here again, the theme: fresh matchups, fresh faces. You're gonna see people you weren't seeing before. Because the Good Brothers were in the match, and then Sanity came out to DQ this match. Or, I guess, no contest this match. Yeah. So that's exciting. <laughs> uh, Gals and Anderson might want retribution for this. Let the bar sit on the sideline as champs and maybe have them defend on, you know, like a pre-show of Royal Rumble or, you know, uh, a match against the Colognes to beat them and then have sanity you know cut a promo from the top of the ramp or have a vignette play afterward to scare everyone in the audience or something give give these teams more of an opportunity because smackdown live has the better tag team roster yeah these guys could put together great programs if you just let it be more than three teams 100 <laughs> percent. yeah it's not that hard with this one um Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura traded promos. Uh, so I didn't. I didn't know if if Shinsuke could top Rusev calling him Sonic the Hedgehog. Besides, <laughs> Rahal freaking out backstage somewhere. <laughs> Where, is Sonic? Where is he? I cannot wait for that movie. <laughs> Cindy will Ru- be like, "Ginger, calm down. We pre-ordered our tickets. It's a year away." Rusev is like flexing and talking about how beautiful and like muscular he is and lana's standing there agreeing with him and <laughs> I, I, nakamura's response is absolutely incredible 
They used footage from Total Divas, which I don't watch. Yep. Uh, <laughs> You've never seen it. I've never seen nope. it. And they just showed clips of Rusev being a goofball on Total Divas because that's what he is. He's just a weirdo. I, I cook naked. Okay, Rusev. <laughs> yeah. it, America, you can do whatever you want. Like in clown costumes. I think the the clip specifically they need to show in promos is like, how can he be a loving husband if babies don't like him and it's the picture of like daniel going to hand birdie to him and birdie's like freaking out and crying <laughs> yeah she she th- <laughs> she was like trying to get away like <laughs> i mean rusev was also dressed like a clown but it's yeah. still <laughs> really yeah. funny she was like trying to turn daniel bryan around <laughs> like she was like dad let's go this way shit that was yeah that was good um and then rusev said he's not a bulgarian brute he's more of a total diva (laughs) and that was yeah hey a really good univ or not universal excuse me united states championship feud is brewing i'm excited to see more of it we saw this at one point before didn't we and it didn't even really get off the ground yeah so now it's back again yeah good good let's do this this is gonna rule but now Rusev is a face. Yeah, that's I'm into that. Aiden I English think, is gone. I think that just means he's gonna get that push. <laughs> Rusev he, is probably gonna go over. He definitely should because they just need to wash their hands of the Nakamura United States title thing and 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 just reset him kind of. And I mean, who knows if he's even still gonna be around? Put so. Nakamura on wrong. Give him the Universal title. <laughs> oh wow, what a concept! That'd be crazy. <laughs> Um, I'd like if they built to that, that'd be good. Yeah. But, uh, we got a main event to talk about, and we held how exciting it was until now. If you didn't watch, you've, you've got something to look forward to when you turn on Hulu after that commute home. Jesus Christ. It is (laughs) Daniel Bryan and Andrade seeing all this versus AJ Styles and now permanent member of SmackDown Live, Mustafa Ali. <laughs> Holy shit. Legit four of the best wrestlers in the world. Incredible. What do this... you got from this one? I don't want to go right to the end. Even <sighs> though it was unbelievable. I hope this, this devolves into uh, Almas and Ali. AJ Styles, we saw the picture of Dean O'Brien gets a new opponent and we just get Andrade and Mustafa for anything. It doesn't even have to have a belt attached. Yeah, yeah. For uh, the 29th Rumble spot, something. This is part of that, you know, new thing we're showing off people. I think Mustafa Ali being in the main event of SmackDown Live and almost being in the main event of SmackDown Live. That's pretty, you know, Andrade had had some, but then he kind of cooled off for some reason. Um, probably because they were lost with what they were doing with the unit or with the United States title. Yeah. Um, with, with Almas as well, the, uh, the pairing is a little funny because I feel like Al- Almas lives a flashy showboaty life that the new Daniel Bryan might not like. Not quite anymore. You see, mm. he did. And that's what got him off track. And his manager, Zelina Vega fixed him. His manager, Zelina Vega, took him to Whole Foods. And, and yeah. it's like, see, you don't have to buy processed food. He's like, She Damn. took him to the smart car dealership and he was like, 
C C. And she was like, Yeah. <laughs> we got we got a lot more of Almas and Ali in the match than I thought we would too. So much of it. And the crowd wasn't like digging it, but there were some people who were like off their shit because this was happening. Um, um, I, I just I just want to talk about the end because that's bigger than anything else that happened this week. Let's talk about the end. <laughs> so, Kevin, you're you're the two hundred five live guy. You're the only man who keeps it alive. Yep. <laughs> T- take us through through the end. We keep Aegis Styles keeps setting up those phenomenal forearms. Uh, it looked lo- it looked like. Almost was gonna was gonna get um Daniel Bryan I'm not Daniel Bryan get AJ Styles pinned a couple times, but he got tag uh got the tag in and um Mustafa Ali is legal. Now what's going on? Well, I can take you to the last thirty seconds maybe <laughs> where AJ Styles is out of the ring. And Andrade Cien Almas is about to go and stop Mustafa Ali from hitting some sort of top rope maneuver on an incapacitated Daniel Bryan. But who jumps up on the apron? AJ Styles. Two phenomenal forearm Andrade Cien Almas. And then, from the top rope, the heart of 205 Live hits the 054 on Daniel Bryan, the WWE champion Daniel Bryan, to get the three count. Styles and Ali win. (laughs) And Mustafa Ali could not believe that he pinned Daniel Bryan. I could not believe that he pinned Daniel Bryan. I don't think my mom could either. (laughs) I, I was so damn happy that he did. It was insane. That's good. Fresh faces getting big wins on night one. I guess night two, but yeah. What if Mustafa's the next opponent for the WWE title? That'd be nuts. Oh my god. That's exciting. I wonder what they're going to do with the rest of the 205 Live guys. If they're going to come up or make some appearances on anything. They should. They They, they absolutely should. Just like more of them to sh- to show up and just kind of have that be like an hour pre-show of SmackDown where there's a belt there, and they kind of the, those guys kind of roam onto SmackDown sometimes. I think that'd be good. I think that'd be good. I'd like that. But regardless, Ali and Almas being part of this main event made it way more interesting than just having Styles beat Bryan in a non-title match, which is probably what would have happened. Yeah. Um, or it would have been AJ Styles not if he wins this time he can have a title match at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. It's and now we get to have AJ Styles in the Rumble. Yeah, you know, where he made his debut. Unless he's gonna get that. Unless he's gonna get that rematch, which I feel like that's something that was good enough that they might want to do that again. Mm. But I also feel like they could just. There's so many things that they could do from here that it's very possible that it just couldn't happen also. It just won't happen. Um, yeah, excellent main event. Uh, Raw SmackDown was good. Raw is getting there. It's getting better. TLC was pretty good. It definitely feels like they're making a concerted effort to 
give you new matchups and less of just the same thing every week. Because there are plenty of times on here when we're just like, yep, and Mickey James and whoever did this again. It's been yeah. happening for the last five weeks. It's the same outcome every week. And it's just like, you know, that sucks. If the show's more unpredictable, it's going to be more worth your three hours to watch or your two hours to watch or your five hours if you watch both of them. So, yeah. um, that's that's exciting. And there were a lot of people who were like, well, I didn't see any change. But I, there's if you're paying attention, there's a lot to notice that changed. You know, it's, yeah. the structure of the show is, is, is more streamlined and faster. Um, the, there's... there's people you haven't been seeing before there's new people they're announcing new people coming up and um segments that go on for way too long are only going on for a minute and a half maybe yeah. three minutes at at most yeah so it's definitely changed um and we're just gonna see more of it yeah hopefully yeah, which is which is good i think 2019 is gonna be real good for wwe they need to make these changes so they can Go into that Fox broadcast deal hot. Yeah, which is definitely... It's almost like they uh, put us into that position with robbing bad on purpose so they could then do this. <laughs> but I don't want to I don't want to get too conspiracy theorist here. <laughs> That'd be an awful setup. <laughs> yeah, I could see it being possible, but I don't want to say that that's what happened. The only reason I don't is because that affects the bottom dollar. So. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, less money today could mean more money tomorrow. Yeah, that's true, too. Well, that's WWE for this week. It was a big old week for the final pay-per-view of 2018. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Much more satisfied with this last three days than I was... With probably the last three or four months. <laughs> Barring a takeover yeah. and evolution. Um, Takeovers are always great. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, and we get one next month. Awesome. Yeah. So, Cameron, are you on the internet? What's the internet? I don't know. It's that thing where people go to complain about something they, they pay $10 a month for. Last time I went on the internet, Amazon just sold books. Last now time they're... I went on the internet, I had to log into AOL. What's a TikTok? <laughs> I got a TikTok on my wrist. It's called the... Okay. Um, oh, no. At, at Cam Hambone on Twitter.com, I scream about uh, wrestling and video games and um, uh, maybe some political things sometimes. So if you don't want that, sorry. But yeah, that's just the world we live in today. Yeah. Uh, um, what about you, Jory? Where can people find you on the internet? Well, Probably in some AOL chat rooms, huh? Wrestling chat rooms. No, my 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 mom won't let me go into the chat rooms. Yeah, I wasn't allowed either. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at no, I'm Jory, where I tweet about video games and wrestling and anime and uh, bad jokes or bad things I remember that I'm mad 17 years later. Like, I don't know oh. if you ever experienced this, but when you were a kid, did you ever play Smash Brothers with someone who'd pause every two seconds and be like, whoa, look how cool we look here! I remember that I today. was maybe I was maybe that kid. Oh, well, I'm going to put you through the table. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um, Everyone's always been better than me at Smash Brothers, so I've never had fun playing Smash Brothers with any friends. 
Oh, rip. Uh, maybe that one time a couple years ago when we were all hammered playing Smash 4. That was good, yeah. Well, that's because there's like eight people. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> Melee, Brawl, th- those were never fun for me. Well, and uh, I have other podcasts. Like, we are watching One Piece, where I watch One Piece and talk about it with a friend. And then uh, Interstitial Hearts Intertwined, which is um, Kingdom Hearts-inspired actual play podcast. And then also CWFP fans, stay tuned to your RSS feed on Christmas Day. We've got something special for you. Special is maybe a word I would use for it. Um, It's like when you're uh, expecting a cool video game for Christmas, and then you get a video game that is not the one you wanted, but you pop it in and you play it, and it's fun for totally different reasons than a video game would be fun for. (laughs) Yes. Christmas it's, is going to be... It's like when it, you, you you ask for Grand Theft Auto and you get Ride to Hell or whatever that game was. <laughs> oh, God, that would be an incredible Christmas, yeah. I think this December for CWFP is going to be one, two, dismember. <laughs> My name is Joe. And I'm Jory. And we are watching One Piece. That's it. That's the podcast. Yep. Uh, so we talk about the anime called One Piece uh, about once a month. It takes a while to watch One Piece, but I'm currently caught up with the show. I just started it. So you can join us while we talk about loving the rubber boy, vaping Sanji, our son Chopper, and his murder mom Robin. <laughs> Other <laughs> loving nicknames to be decided as we go along. You can find us on iTunes or your app of choice. And until you tune in, to be continued.